South Africa is home to two world-renowned types of tea, rooibos and honeybush. This week on Farmers Inside Track, we explore how to start a tea farm in Umzanzi, from growing to harvesting and even exporting these indigenous crops. As a lifelong farmer, Johnny Peterson from Pumalanga believes in the efficiency of using Furmo's protein block. Dr. Francois van der Fever, National Technical Manager at Furmo Feeds, advises farmers how to use this hassle-free option to overwinter cattle or sheep in our animal nutrition powered by Furmo Feed segment. Farm Soils Managing Director Aaron Kole advises new farmers to actively look for partners throughout the supply chain in our farmer development segment. Women farmers face many challenges in the agricultural sector, but those challenges are simply fuel for a passionate veggie farmer like Mandisa Bell, this week's hashtag soil sister, powered by Corteva AgriScience and Foodform Zanzi. The Jobs Fund boss, Najwa Ali Edris, believes women are catalysts of positive change in society. They are a force for social stability and inclusive development. She joins us this week to unpack this. On top of our reading list this week is Lift As You Rise, speeches and thoughts on leadership by South African businessman Bonang Mohale. And Mbumalanga vegetable farmer Gugule Tumatlangu's farming mantra is diversify and plan ahead. She shares this week's farming tip. This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food for Mzansi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to episode 87 of Food for Mzanzi's podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu, the editor for audience and engagement at Food for Mzanzi. And we're switching things up a bit this week. Joining me is journalist Sinesi Potom. Thanks, Dawn. It is great to join you and I'm super stoked about the exciting chicken farming opportunity for two future female producers. Be sure to check out all the details on Food for Mzansi. Okay, let's kick off this exciting episode with that promised talk about tea farming. Journalist Nicole Ludolf chats to Werner Dirks, a rooibos farmer in Paketberg in the Western Cape. Thank you so much, Dawn. Werner, do you mind telling us a bit about yourself, please, and how you got into farming? Hi, I'm Werner Dirks. I'm farming in the Paketberg area. At the beginning of the Sandfield, the end of the Swatland, our farm mostly sandy soil with a bit of clay. I'm farming with rooibos tea in this area because of the sand. I started in 2018 with the rooibos tea. We purchased this farm in 2012-13. I had those talents on the farm with the sandy soil and I was trying to get something who is really profitable per hectare to farm what in this area because the grains was not doing good at that stage because of the droughts. So I started with the rooibos tea then and the plants was growing really nice in 2018. 2019 I did plant another bit of rooibos tea. So at this stage I farm with 130 hectares of rooibos. For this season 2020-2021 I'm gonna plant another 40 hectares of rooibos. Can you tell us a bit about how tea farming works? Rooibos works in my area because of the sand, like I said in the beginning, deep sandy soil. 
you can see where you take the bushes out, where there was bushes in the field, the roots of the bushes is growing really deep. So there, the tea is doing really good because the roots can go deep, deep into the soil. And that's what rooibos is looking for. It's deep, sandy soil. Good rains after you plant it so that it can just start and spread the root into the soil. Preparation for rooibos is an important thing. In our area, we rub deep because we want the roots to have an open gap to start grow and go deep into the sand. Do you have any tips for future tea farmers? What must they know if they want to start tea farming? First, if you have deep sandy soil, you can start planting rooibos. I planted with a partner because the partner is one of the big farmers for Cape Natural and the other rooibos tea companies and he have his own dry facility. So find yourself a good partner if you can't do it on your own, but you have to trust him and he have to trust you. This is the first thing to start with. It's a good relationship. If you can't find each other, just leave it. But if you feel like you can work with a guy, it's great. So at this stage, the price of rooibos is not that good. For me, price per hectare, what it produces per hectare, it's much more than the grains I plant on the farm. So I'm happy for that. But it, it's not the money that you want. You want more because in 2017, 16, those years, the price was really, really good. 2018 was still good. So 2019 it started dropping. And at this stage, the price is really, really, really low. And the big guys who's producing rooibos is making the price. They call the price. I believe so. It's my view. But in the future, I want to go into processing what rooibos someday. That's the way to go for our black farmers. If we can get into the processing thing, then we can start making our money. New farmers, young farmers that want to go into rooibos tea, just look at your soil. If, if you have land that is just lying there, sandy soil, and you can't plant it, get yourself a good partner to plant it. If you can plant it yourself, plant it yourself. But don't waste the land. Don't waste the field because there's so much sandy soil that is lying in our area that you can use. So if you can get access to those land, go for it. Plant your rooibos tea. We believe the price is going to turn at some stage. If we can get into the processing things and continue doing good. Thanks, Werner Dirks, a rooibos farmer in Picketburg in the Western Cape. Great insights and so much rich history in our tea farming industry. And from tea farming to finding a hassle-free option to overwinter cattle or sheep. As a lifelong farmer, Johnny Peterson from Pumalanga believes in the efficiency of using Furmol's protein block. Over to you, Dawn, and Dr. Francois van der Fever, National Technical Manager at Furmol Feeds. Dr. Francois van der Fever, National Technical Manager at Furmol Feeds. Welcome back once again to Farmers Inside Track. Thank you very much. As a long-life farmer, Johnny Peterson believes in the efficacy of Furmol protein block. At 60, this farmer from Mpumalanga believes in the magic of this product and specifically the success that comes with using it. Dr. Van der maybe you can start this discussion by telling us a little bit more about this product and Furmol's protein blocks. Yeah, definitely. So um, Furmol supplies a range of licks and supplements that's also available in the block form. Now, the protein block can be seen as a winter leak, but also as a supplement throughout the year 
given its composition and the good results that the farmers get. And it contains 28% protein, making it safe for use by both cattle and also sheep. And over the years, the formula has been fine-tuned and it supplies all nutrients, not only protein, in a balanced manner to support the production of ruminants on nutrient-poor natural grazing or even on poor quality hay and other roughage sources. Now, why is the use of Bloxo popular among farmers? I mentioned now earlier, Bloxo is an alternative way to supplement specific nutrients to specific animals or during different seasons of the year. And the core of a block is a molasses-based product, which stimulates intake due to its palatability, and it's very easy to use with minimal wastage on the farm. There's also no need for using feeding troughs, and the blocks can easily be moved where they are needed on the farm. So Fumol Protein Block is one type in a range of six different blocks that's available. The range was developed to fit in with a Fumol Free Phase Supplementation Program, and this starts with a phosphate block on the green fell, followed by the protein block, like Mr. Peterson does on the dry nutrient-poor fell. And then finally, it's followed by the energy block during late pregnancy or early lactation as a production supplement. And then the range also includes blocks designed specifically for cattle, namely the Rumavite cattle block, or specifically designed for sheep. And that's a well-known flagship Fumol Maxi block or even for game by names of a Fumol game block. Franjo, can you share with us why protein blocks works wonders on nutrient-poor natural felts or even dry pastures like you just mentioned? Yes, protein block was developed with the same scientific approach as any other winterly. So we need to remember that the limiting nutrient in winter grazing in the summer rainfall areas is actually nitrogen. And nitrogen is the building block of protein. So by supplementing nitrogen, we are actually supporting the microbial growth in the rumen of a cow and thereby creating an environment in which this poorly digestible grass is made more digestible. And to put it in a very simple term, the bugs in the large stomach of a cow or the sheep is responsible for breaking down the stuff, almost wood-like grass, and that's why we supplement the nutrient deficiency or the nitrogen deficiency. So these microorganisms have the ability to extract the energy or the carbohydrates from the grass to utilize it in their own growth and development. And then it's these very same microorganisms that then become the source of protein to the host animal once they reach the true stomach and then they are digested as any other protein would have been digested. So the Fumol protein block, as I mentioned earlier, is balanced for all nutrients and in addition to protein, also supplements minerals, trace minerals, as well as vitamin A, which we know is deficient on dry felt, yet it's very important for reproduction and the health of animals. Now, when a farmer opts to use blocks as a supplement, are there any risks associated with the use of the blocks? No, not really. Actually, the blocks per se is, per se is very safe to use, and I'd say it's even safer than a typical meal-type liquid due to the really good control of the intake of the blocks. And the farmer, however, has to follow the same principles as for any other feed or supplement when it comes to the adaptation of the animals. For instance, with protein block, and because it contains a lot of urea, the farmer must adapt the animal to the product. And the easiest way is to make sure that the animals do not have a salt hunger once they are moved over from or over onto the protein block. So in practical terms, 
if a farmer were feeding, for instance, phosphate block before the protein block, the animals would already have been used to the block. So once the farmer then starts using the protein block, he can simply limit the access to the block for the first couple of days so that the animals can adapt, adapt to this higher protein content. The most important thing, and I want to underline this, is farmers must remember when they use any liquid, it can be a meal type or a block type or any supplement that's high in non-protein, nitrogen and urea, they must always supply roughage or hay or felt along with it because it stimulates the intake of this roughage sources. I'm sure you've given us a lot of things to think about today. If farmers would like to know more about this specific product and anything else in terms of using any formal products, how would they then reach out to you? I think the easiest is to visit the website. Um, so the website is furmo.co.za. And within the website, we will find the contact details to our different areas. So each area has got its own area manager. And all of those areas then have a sales agent. So the farmers can simply go to the website, look for the different areas and contact the agent that will be in his area. Thank you so much once again, Francois van der Feuffer, National Technical Manager at Voermol Feeds for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Thank you very much. Voermol produces superior quality molasses-based supplements for ruminants. These products include maintenance, mineral transition, production and energy licks, feedlot concentrates and liquid feeds. For expert advice on animal nutrition for optimal production and profit, contact Food Mole Feeds on 032-439-5599 or info at foodmole.co.za. Thanks once again, Dr. Francois van der Feifer, National Technical Manager at Food Mole Feeds. We now change gears to farmer development. FarmSol Managing Director Aaron Kole advises new farmers to actively look for partners throughout the supply chain. Now, today we're talking about food security and it being a collective responsibility. You also believe that food security and alleviating poverty is a collective responsibility. How do we change our thinking about this? You know, Don, today we are battling with COVID-19. And you'd agree with me, perhaps, that this disease will surely not infect all of us, but will affect us all. Surely, it will affect us all. It might not infect us all, but it will affect us all. It is the same with poverty. If you don't deal with poverty as a collective, everyone, the haves and the have-nots, the private sector and the public sector, those that are living in rural areas and those that are living in urban areas, including future generations to come, will be affected negatively if poverty is not alleviated and dealt with today. You know, so for me, I think to tackle these challenges as a collective, I think firstly, we need to forge partnerships and collaborations between all sectors of government and business. We need to break down barriers that impede on entrepreneurship development. We need to create more entrepreneurs so that we create more new jobs and promote self-reliance than dependency. We need to invest in educating and empowering our youth and women in particular, so that they too can participate and contribute positively into the economy. I think if we can be able to change our mindset and as a collective drive this behavior, absolutely, we could actually make a mark in terms of alleviating poverty. Thank you, Dawn, and great having you, Arun Kole. Be sure to check out Food from Zanzi on Fridays for a special Farm Soul Youth Ambassador slot. Listen, our book of the week is coming up shortly. But as we continue to celebrate the dynamic woman in Zanzi's agricultural sector, we are joined by another powerhouse, 
the Jobs Fund boss Najwa Ali Idris. She believes women are catalysts of positive change in society. They are a force for social stability and inclusive development. She joins us this week to unpack this. Despite their massive contribution, women continue to face considerable challenges in the labor market. Located at the National Treasury, the Jobs Fund helps tackle the country's unemployment crisis by working with the private sector and other organizations, including the non-state sector, to create sustainable jobs. To date, the fund has contracted with more than 140 partners who have created more than 280,000 jobs. 58% of these jobs were filled by women. Ensuring that more women are represented at all levels of the labor market is an economic and social imperative. Entrepreneurship is recognized as an essential driver of economic development and growth and a potential vehicle for women empowerment. Yet, women remain underrepresented as entrepreneurs. The Jobs Fund is actively involved in empowering women. Through its various initiatives, women acquire the skills they need to enter the labor force and also to grow their businesses. This has resulted in job creation, poverty reduction, healthier families, and more stable communities. An example of this is the Jobs Fund and Save Act Trust Partnership. Through this partnership, women in rural KwaZulu-Natal, Eastern Cape Free State and the Northern Cape leverage their stockpile savings to establish farming enterprises. A digital ecosystem assisting 10,000 stockpile members in managing, monitoring and effectively deploying their savings is being developed and 200 participants will be chosen to become part of the contract grower program supported by signed third-party contracts to farm and sell their produce. Another Jobs Fund-supported initiative that focuses on women is the Smart Start Early Learning Program. This partnership is a powerful catalyst for change in South Africa's early childhood development sector. It is estimated that only 40% of children in South Africa have access to ECD, yet it has been shown as one of the most powerful investments in human development that a government and society can make. The Jobs Fund Smart Start initiative recruits and supports women and youth to establish and operate early childhood development micro-enterprises. It is envisaged that more than 3,500 enterprises will be established over the next few years. The women are provided with training, operating licenses, ECD material and mentorship to support the establishment of these early childhood development sites. Women are powerful catalysts of positive change in society. They are a force for social stability and inclusive development. When women do better, economies do better. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. Thanks, Najwa Ali Edris, the Jobs Fund CEO. And we've just heard women farmers face many challenges in the agricultural sector. But those challenges are simply fuel for a passionate vegetable farmer like Mandisa Bell. This week's hashtag Soil Sister 
powered by Corteva AgriScience and Food for Mzanzi. She ventured into farming because she wanted to emulate her grandmother, who was a subsistence farmer, and she's currently on a year-long blended development program at the Gibbs Entrepreneurship Development Academy. Mandisa, tell us a bit about your farming operation and how you got started. The reason why I have interest in farming, I grew up with my granny when it was time for us to prepare the meal. She would just go outside to his small garden and pick up some veggies. For me, it was so amazing the fact that you need not to go to the shops to buy veggies. You can just plant them and make food out of it. And most importantly, it's that you don't find yourself not having something to eat. So it also kept the poverty in households. eh? Back in the days, it was quite nice because people would share whatever they were planting and that will bring more Ubuntu amongst the community. So that was the kind of life that I wanted for myself and for my kids, of which that is the reason why I've started. And also the fact that you just plant something and then you just put your faith in it to say that in the next three to four months, you will reap the results. But all you do is just talk to them, you feed them, you water them. And for me, it's also very therapeutic because there's something man, about farming and that connection that you have with your plants, with your vegetables, it's so amazing. Maybe someone wouldn't understand, but someone who does farming will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And what do you love most about farming? What I love about farming is the fact that I'm growing my own veggies. I know exactly what I've put in there. So it's like you're raising your, the plants or the crop, they become my family, my kids. Because when you plant those seeds, it's like you are still like carrying the seed. And then when they start to grow, it's like you nurture them. It's part of your family. It's that unconditional love that you'll have for your kids or for your siblings. So they are part of me. I think I'll also mention that it's so therapeutic because if I'm not feeling well for the day, as soon as I go and spend some time in my garden, I feel much better. And also the fact that I know that feeding someone who's been hungry, it's so fulfilling for me. That's what I love about it. And now I'm planning to expand. So I'll be learning more skills. And each and every day, you are learning from other farmers and the fact that I'm in a program with Cotiva, I think that is an eye-opener for me because I'm meeting with other ladies that are doing extremely well out there. So you are given that opportunity to say, myself as well, I can do better, I can penetrate the market. There is a possibility that one can grow in this venture, but one needs to be passionate about what she is doing. I also want to extend the skill or instill it to my kids. My daughter has started as well. So we've got this teamwork with her to say, we're working together, we spend more time, we talk about plants, we talk about crops. We spend more time as a family in the garden to water them. I love that. I love it so much. Yeah, it's so fulfilling. 
it gives me a purpose in life. When I wake up in the morning, every day I'm getting a tomato. It's so heartwarming. Yeah, I love it. And then do you have any advice to other women who's just starting out in the agricultural industry? The tips that I want to share with other women that want to go to farming, it's that it's not easy. It needs time. It teaches you to be patient. It needs discipline. But if it's your passion, it's something that one can do. Nothing can stop you from that. Yeah, there are a lot of challenges that we are faced with because farming is mainly dominated by males. They will always look down on you as a woman to say, you can't do A, B, C, and D. But then with the number of women that are in that space, it shows that us as women as well, we can penetrate in that market and we can do better. So it's about trusting yourself and knowing what you want and having this vision of wanting to grow and feed the nation. For me, it doesn't stop me. Whatever challenges that I'm faced with, it always gives me that drive to push and do more. So I would say just give it your try. Yes, it's not easy. Thank you, Mandisa Bell. And be sure to also read her inspirational article on Food Form Zansi's website. We are drawing closer to the end of another great episode, but first, our book of the week, our former selected is Lift As You Rise, Features and Thoughts on Leadership by Bonang Mohale. You know, nature is a wonderful metaphor for business. So this title, Lift As You Rise, is an African adage that simply says one does not have to wait until you are called the MD, Chairman or the CEO, but with every step or two that you take in the corporate ladder of success, extend a hand and lift another human being. It also comes from the notion that there is nothing much more powerful for the heart as an exercise than extending a hand down and lifting another human being as you rise. So it says if you are an individual, do your bit. If you are the 1970s teachers during the mass exodus in protest against Bantu education, do care about the education of an African child. That's why they coined the phrase, each one teach one. If you're a government, it says the best amongst us must lead with a heart of a servant because servant leadership is not a leader with many servants. If you're a business, it says it is your job to make sure that you are not only concerned with the whims of the shareholders, but the broader stakeholder community. That business cannot continue to be an island of prosperity in a sea of poverty because we need to continue to do well by doing good. That it is manifestly in our interest for us to look after all our stakeholders, the society where we are situated, the community that is surrounding us, but also to ensure that the people that work for us feel needed and wanted, that they are free to speak their mind. Lastly, I think that's why nature never does anything for itself. Everything that nature does, it does for others. Hence, 
rivers don't drink their own water, trees don't eat their own fruit, and the sun does not shine because itself needs the vitamin D, nor the light. And flowers don't give us this wonderful fragrance, especially of roses, because they themselves want to smell like Fontainebleau. They do it for others, because they almost think it's their moral duty. That's their reason for existence. And I think if we took on that department, that approach, I think the world would be a better place, Anastasia. So first of all, feedback is a gift. So I started with the people that I was mentoring, some of the people that I work with as colleagues, some of the people that I've been looking up to, and I said, look, you know me at a personal level. This is a book about leadership. It is comprised of the speeches that I've made. Agriculture is not just about farming. It's about caring, and that's an ideal worth preserving. It's yummy. It's good for you. And the whole family loves it. It's grain-filled chickens, proudly South African and mouth-wateringly delicious. Discover a world of tasty goodness and visit Grain-Filled Chickens, the Ziri, or like our Facebook page for more. Grain-Filled Chickens, a proud member of VKB. VKB, for the love of the land. And from our book of the week to our farming tip of the week from Mpumalanga vegetable farmer Guguletu Matlangu. She says farming may be the cornerstone of your business, but consider what else you and your enterprise could do to achieve the best return from your assets. My farming tip would be to diversify and plan ahead. Carry out a business audit to understand the resources available within your business. Farming may be the cornerstone of your business, but... <coughs> Consider what else you and your enterprise could do to achieve the best return from your assets. Remember, what is perhaps not an opportunity now may be in the next five years, and it's therefore worthwhile investigating this now so that you can get ahead of the market. And that tip from Kugule Tumatlangu brings us to the end of the week's Farmers Inside Track, proudly brought to you by Food for Zansi. For daily inspirational stories about farmers and agriculturalists who go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzansi.co.zere or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube. Remember, if you loved this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. Farmers Inside Track is available for free on YouTube, Spotify Apple Podcast and Google Podcast, and of course also on foodformzanzi.co.za. Also stay tuned as we continue to celebrate women in agriculture every day and not just because it's Women's Month. From me, Don Numdu, Sinesi Potom, Nicole Ludolf, and the rest of the Foodform Zanzi team, have a great week. What joins a continent but its continuous flow? Over mountains, through rivers, in the rhythm of the land. What ignites its future, but the promise to fulfill, to protect and grow, the very life of tomorrow. is why we do what we do under the African blue. Corteva. Keep growing.
You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Form Zansi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.